Hail for the Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm with John Dexter. How you doing, man? Good, good. How are you doing? I am doing really well. You're here to talk about, you got a book, Dime Store Detective. That's correct? Yeah, Dime Store Detective issue one. It's a supernatural mystery. Uh, it's got a, just about everything you'd want in a comic and an original noir. Uh, it's got uh, supernatural. We got um, evil entity, a murder mystery, uh, a detective on trying to clear his family name. It's uh, issue one right now. It's going to be eight issues in all, and we're 80% funded right now. I still got 19 days, so hopefully it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm already I'm already enjoying the story so much from what I have seen so far. Uh, it's definitely got those that detective noir feel that you really sink your teeth into, and then all the mystery that comes behind that supernatural side of things. Where you're like, what's going on here? And that the history part, you're so right. I mean, his family, the bootleggers. We'll talk about it later on, but it's yeah. it's got me on the edge of my seat. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. So, what got you into to uh, making comic books in the first place? Uh, back like any teenager in the '90s. Uh, I was exposed to uh, X-Men cartoon Yes, and uh, I became enthralled with the X-Men. I went out and used my paper route money to buy back issues, anything they had to do with Wolverine. Um, I was in full steam and um, back then comics were really, really popular. I mean, X-Men was the hottest thing, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think issue one uh, was sold like a million copies for a time. It was the biggest selling comic book of all time. So they claim, but um so yeah, I was I was heavy into it, and after that, I just I was immersed for many many years until about onslaught came on, and everything kind of took a turn for the worst. And then I got back into it because of my son um, read Ultimate Spider Man, and I got back into it hardcore. Brian Michael Bettis and Mark Millar uh, that got me back into my love for it. Anything from those old, I mean, 90s comics, they're so iconic. It's hard to explain to the newer generation that, like, everybody had sharp edges on them. Everything was just a little extra badass. Onslaught might have been the, the peak of comics, like the jump the shark moment, really. But Yes, absolutely. Was there anything from the 90s comics that you pulled into the work you do today? Not really, no. More of um, Brian Michael Bettis had a huge influence on me. Um, the last, why the last man I loved how he was, was setting up, uh, each issue and not going back and having to explain the yeah. previous issue. He kind of jumped in with both feet and, uh, all the little nuances that he, that he does, uh, with his books. It was a, a big influence on me as far as my comic book writing style. And of course, like everybody else, um, with the Watchmen, you know, of course. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of this like AMC version of comic books where you it's such good drama and it's oh yeah that's right it's a comic book you know it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. What when you decided you know what I got a story to tell? What's that first step for a comic book writer? What what's your first your first plan? Uh, well, the first is a lot of it is just letting it brew eventually, and until I have enough that I start writing it down. But I usually let it kind of play out in my head for weeks, months, until I think I have a story there. And then I start writing it and go for long walks and come up with it. Uh, people, neighbors think I'm weird because I think I'm talking to myself when I'm just playing out the characters and uh, the momentum of the story. And uh, then I just, uh, you know, just do draft after draft after draft. I mean, 50 drafts, you know, till uh, you think you got something there. And then even, I mean, even now when the comic, when they're done, um, 
drawing on and illustrated it when it comes to lettering they'll letter it and i'll think eh, and then i'll switch a little thing here and there yeah. so i'm quite annoyed they're quite annoyed with me at times so well it's a collaborative issue all the comic books writers we've talked to they lean so much on getting feedback from those first audiences which is your artist your letters stuff like that so it's perfect that's really how it's supposed to be uh yeah 50 drafts that seems so that seems like so much how do you yeah. get motivated during that uh, well, um, I've wanted to be a writer since I was 15 years old. So yeah. uh, it's basically all I ever wanted to do. So, um, I've had so many stops and starts and, and with this, it's alpha dogs, my first, um, foray into the Kickstarter. Um, I had gotten a lot of positive feedback and I feel like this could be the one that really, um, helps me get a publisher and helps me get a name for myself. So it's, uh, you just, I don't know, locomotive, you know, just keep yeah. on going and um, stress out like I am now with my <laughs> um, Kickstarter with Dimester Detective on currently, like I said, 80%. So I'm, I'm happy ish, but I won't be uh, breathing a sigh of relief until it's at a hundred percent. Yeah. And no and one then, pulls our punches. <laughs> <laughs> with, with alpha dogs, that's kind of what I, I first met you through alpha dogs and, and started reading your yeah. work through that. Um, it's a very unique idea. It's it's almost like grounded, yet you're still talking about I mean, super dogs, really. Where did you yeah, come up exactly. with this? Well, I didn't even come up with it. My best friend's dad, who was a very close friend of mine, had called me up and I had written another comic book called Steelhawk that was uh, went down in flames pretty quickly. <laughs> still in the <laughs> quarter bins at my uh, LCS. So he had called me up and said, uh, I've got a great idea for a comic book. You should write a comic. He had watched the Westminster dog show and yeah. that's where he got it. He thought he told me, he said, you should write a comic about dogs with superpowers. And I thought that is the stupidest idea I ever <laughs> heard. But then I thought, well, hold on. He might fund it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I wrote it. I mean, I, I just, it came up. I, uh, well, I had been watching lost and I loved how they did loss, the way they did their A story and B storyline, how they had, um, you know, the interpersonal uh, issue with one of the characters when they had the main storyline going on. And so that's kind of how it evolved at the very beginning. I had six dogs and each, each why we tell the A storyline, we get a little background with the dog. And yeah. I wrote six issues in a matter of like three weeks um, and gave it to him. He never read it, never, you know, it was just an idea, just something, you know, so a throwaway idea to him, but to me. And so I uh, decided to write it as a novel because I couldn't get funding for the comic book. And after I wrote it as a novel, I thought, nah, it's, it's definitely a comic book. So I went back and it took me a year to fund issue one. Um, as anyone will tell you, it's not cheap creating a comic book, especially yeah. if you want to do, I wanted the high quality, high art. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't want to cut any corners because that comes back to haunt you. So it took me a year to get funded and to get to get the money to do issue one. And it was able to fund on Kickstarter. Uh, it was tough. I funded in the last six days, but I, I funded. So um, it's it's it was all, it was pretty wild and it was a lot of fun. And then issue two, I funded in like 10 days. Yeah. Um, and now I'm hoping issue one, I can fund in the first couple or issue three, I'll, I'm hoping I'll fund in the first couple of days because, uh, 
Issue one and two are great, uh, but issue three, issue two and one are kind of a buildup for issue three. And issue yeah. three is going to have a lot of action. I've already written up the script for the trailer. If you watch the trailers, you can watch them on YouTube, Alpha Dogs Comics. The trailers are top notch. They're awesome. You can yeah. see them too on Kickstarter as well. Yeah, you could tell in issue three, Monto's on the loose, and so we got to worry about him. He's uh, yes. he looks like he's going to be a, a, a menace. Um, but yeah, so. so just on the side, you know, that you got a third one coming up soon. We're going to be talking about uh, Dime Store here in a second. But Alpha Dogs, totally worth checking out, guys. Really cool characters. The dogs can heal. They have intelligence. They have strength. And there's a lot of things that unlock pretty quickly in this story. Um, and yet, I, one thing I would just want to shout out, they look like they're all pit bulls, right? Correct. Yep. They're they're both pit bulls. The first, the two uh, main ones from issue one and two. Um, mm. They've been on the run for years with their owners. She's lived yeah. a very lonely, secluded life with these dogs, having trying to protect them from the these mercenaries that um, are obsessed with getting their hands on the dogs because they have the ability to heal from any wound. They're intelligent enough to understand human speak, and they yeah. also um, have a slightly heightened strength. So she's had to just live her life devoted to keeping these dogs out of their hands. It's been her responsibility. And then one day uh, she meets a fi- uh, fellow bioengineerist and she just falls madly in love with him. Uh, yeah. Um, and she does what she's never done before. She tells him of the dog's abilities and little does she know he already knows of the dog's abilities. Mm-hmm. And he's been playing her for the last few months, getting into her on, uh, to let her guard down. And once he's in possession of the dog's blood, he can use it for his own formula that he's created through CAR T therapy, uh, which is uh, cancer, a true cancer um, fighting therapy where you take a um, cancer victim's blood, you extract it, then you weaponize it yeah. and reinject it in the patient and it attacks and kills the cancer cells. Well, it's sort of like that only with his own version that when, once he has the dog's blood, he can create his own superpower dogs. And as issue two plays out, we see his dog becomes this huge yeah. hulking beast. Yeah. yeah. Literally the Hulk. <laughs> it feels like the Hulk yes, of, of yes, dogs. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I, I'm glad you explained it a little bit deeper there because when you first pitch the idea of it, it's a comic book with dogs in it, then you start to realize, no, there's a lot of human elements to this. Uh, the dogs yeah. are So totally check it out, guys. And especially good if you if you always like want to support Pitbull uh, causes and stuff like that because I've got a lab pit and I know there's such a bad reputation for them. Yeah. They're wonderful dogs. So yeah, it's really yeah, cool. On the, on the Kickstarter, you can well, the main character Buck is modeled after my own dog, who is a pit bull. Um, uh, he's a little turd is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we lived in this town where they were going to make it illegal for pit bulls to live in. So yeah. instead of getting rid of the dog, of course we moved like any sensible yeah. dog. Owner would do. <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of the genesis of, of alpha dogs as characters. I wanted this pit bull kind of like the Casper, the friendly ghost where it's the scary ghost, but he's actually got a heart of gold. And that's yeah. how I portrayed Buck in, in the story. So, um, and like I said, if you see the campaign for alpha dogs, one and two and three, that's coming out in a month, you'll see, uh, my dog on there and in, in yeah. a little explanation. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, so yeah. check out alpha dogs. And then again, with that kind of passion that goes into alpha dogs, we're seeing already in dime store detective, um, can you break down the story of Dime Store Detective a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So it was written um, as one version many years ago and then 
recently I had listened to a podcast about the Dixie Mafia. Mm-hmm. And these guys were feared in the South. We're talking about Alabama, Georgia. You know, they ran the drug trade. They were hitmen. Um, they were bad dudes. And I was just fascinated with them. And I, w- I just couldn't believe there hadn't been a story about the Dixie yeah. Mafia. So what I what I did basically is take this this young man, he was a boy at the time, and he just his dad was a hitman for the Dixie Mafia. And I was fascinated about their relationship and he his dad was a murderer killed 20 over 20 people but in the son's eyes he could do no wrong yeah and that was kind of the genesis of how i wanted to build this character for my story so we go back 40 years i I use the same kind of method with it and true detective where we go back and forth from the past to present and with our hero of the story um as a child and this evil entity is seemingly defeated. And then 40 years later, it pops up again and is leaving kind of a calling card for this detective Mackinder. Um, he does the serial killer has left his third body over the same spot that the father's uncle. And I mean, sorry, the son's father and uncle had buried a lot of bodies yeah. from when they were in this moonshine war 40 years ago with this rival moonshiner crew um, that are connected to the Dixie Mafia in the story. They kind of come in and this family, the Mackinner family, who've been bootlegging, um, making illegal still in the Appalachian Mountains for, for four generations now are trying to be muscled out. And they are not going to take kindly to that. And they start this war between them. And a bunch of bodies are buried, and now, 40 years later, this serial killer is displayed as latest victim over the same, over the burial grounds of of uh, the family where they killed a bunch of people. So, yeah. why this evil entity? And this evil entity is connected to both of in the family, and I don't want to give away anything. Right, right, and, of course, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's definitely wants to get. Uh, Detective McIntyre's attention is the serial killer is the evil entity we find out as the story goes along yeah and and that's immediately you're right there the mystery behind it you're trying to figure out where you know the the detective Donald and 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 how he's going to connect to this this serial killer and then of course I also want more of the story of his father unfolded so as you read I'm hoping to hear more about that and kind of see what this crazy past was and the the human element of like the father not being a great person, but yet he can't see any wrong in him. Like that's something that a lot of people can identify. And I think that's something really important in comics. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, a son, their father, you know, is, is a God, you know, yeah, especially yeah, this one, because his father um, is kind of this notorious family of, of moonshiners that nobody messed with. And he takes his son into the bars. He takes his son yeah. on a moonshine run um, because the father has a philosophy where, you know, he listens to God's laws, but not to man's and to him. And which is kind of true, you know, moonshining is a man's law. And so, you know, he justifies everything. The son um, gobbles it up. And even, and I said, I'm trying not to give too much away. I'm only on issue oh, yeah. one, but um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see that the father is a lot better of a person than what uh, is the the county thinks of because this detective um, has had to live with the stigma of his family being murderers, right. moonshiners, and the detective keeps the the flame going and and will fight to 
clear his father's name and to say, you know, prove that his dad is not this murdering homicidal maniac like he's been portrayed for all these years. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great story. It's even there's even some Jeffrey Epstein element to it with yeah. um, the these elite people in Southern Georgia, the old money, you know, um, and he, the detective fights against those people and the corruption and he has not made any uh, friends on the department. So, yeah. So there's a lot of elements to it. I know it sounds kind of overwhelming, but it already, I think you need to pitch this to Netflix, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I might, I want to get the first, like, so I want to get the eight issues. If not kind of wood, they all get funded, you know, get these eight issues out because it is, um, really intriguing. It's just as well written as Alpha Dogs. It's just a totally different genre. Yeah. <laughs> so when so you're working on Alpha Dogs, how do you get? Is it just like another idea that kind of pops in, or was it something yeah, you were well, also like working said, on the originally, side? Yeah. Well, like I said, originally I'd written this um, Damster Detective um, back before even Alpha Dogs was even okay. um, uh, anything, and mm-hmm. but I didn't like it enough. I just didn't think it didn't have that. You know. Oof, you know, that, yeah. that really originality, something to make it uh people were gonna buy because obviously I'm not a name person, so I'm not gonna write something that's cool. I'm gonna write something that's gonna be amazing. So that's right. what I waited for. And and Damster Detective is a very, very interesting and enjoyable story. I can't see anybody who wouldn't I mean, who doesn't like mysteries, you know? No, yeah, especially the detective noirs, you have me sold immediately, and then you had supernatural to it. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, that perfectionism yeah. that we're seeing in you and, and how you're talking about that, that's something that we want from like our indie creators because, you know, th- some of the big mills, they'll just pump out comics and then they'll hit or yeah. miss. But with the indie indie creators like yourself, we're getting that heart and soul on, on every page. And like exactly. going back to Alpha Dogs, it's a first comic book and there's full pages of art on it. And it's like, man, yeah. that can't be easy to commission. That can't be, you know, <laughs> so we're seeing no, here too. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I'm, so I'm really proud of it. The artist is, is uh, Fernando Malik. Uh, and he's out of stone tower studios. They're the ones that pretty much produce the comic. They do all the inking, coloring, uh, lettering. And one of them is, uh, Lucas. He's, he's become a friend of mine. He's kind of been the one that's helped, put together my Kickstarter page and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I'd be without them, but of course you got to pay them. <laughs> so of course, of course. It's, it's, it gets expensive, but that's like I was saying, you can't, you can't phone it in when it's your money, you know, right, right. you've got to put the, you've got to put it all out there and uh, make sure it's going to be high quality. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I'm always interested in that teamwork between, you know, the entire team that puts that comic book out. Is there ever any sort of like, letting them do free reigns? Are you ever getting feedback from them and, and adapting it into your story? Well, I mean, it's, I hired them, you know, right, and they course. were, you know, they, um, I don't, I try not to get too picky. You know, yeah. I, I, I set up the scene, they go, they give me the sketches and I try to like make it more of a collaborative effort. Cause if it's just one, my, brain in there, then you're, you know, you're only getting it from one point of view. So yeah. I, you know, I, I, definitely have a huge impact in how the page is set up. But at the end of the day, if they do something a little different then then that's fine because I like having other people's ideas. Um, yeah. Because I mean, the, how they've created the dogs are even better than what I could imagine, you know? Oh yeah. They, I mean, not, those dogs. Yeah. Wait, you guys got to read it guys. <laughs> Trust me. The third dog that <laughs> yeah, pops well, up the- is crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Well, wait till Alpha Dogs issue three comes. I I shared a little bit. I showed a black and white picture today of the two new dogs in there, uh, a Chihuahua and this dog that I wanted. First, he started out as a Doberman, but I wanted yeah. to have that fantastical look to it. And yeah. so I, I wanted to change a little bit. I looked on and he's kind of an amalgamation of a few, a dog and a devil. I looked up devil dog. I want him to look yeah. as evil as possible. And he does. And you can see the cover of alpha dogs three, you know, it's on there. I don't give it, I don't say it's a he or a or she, I, I say it because I want yeah. it to be this machine field this being. So, but. Oh yeah. I, I think I saw it too. It looks like, like a creature that would step out of the shadow almost. It just yeah. looks crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. I think I saw yeah, that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, wait till you find out what its power is. And, um, <laughs> there's going to be a pretty awesome, I I'm trying not to, I'm saving everything uh, yeah. up for when I get closer to launch, but I've got uh, a cover for alpha dogs three, my very, I've got two variants this time. The other ones I did just two covers. This one I did three and I decided I was going to use my all time favorite, superhero on one variant cover and my all-time favorite movie um i just it's based on the emperor strikes back and oh, it's gonna nice. be awesome i mean nice. it's, I, i'm so happy with it. i've only showed it for a few people but i'm gonna in the next coming days i'm gonna show the black and white version and yeah. then right before launch i'm gonna show it fully color and it's 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 gonna be it's it's incredible that's amazing when you do those variant covers which is always just so fun to check out ideas and, and grab yeah. what you can um do you use the same artist or are you trying to find like, Oh, I want a different look on this one now. Yeah. Uh, so with alpha dogs, it's been the same artist for, for all of them, except for I'm using a different artist for the, for the comic book. It's, it's a very famous comic book cover of the debut of my all time favorite cover, which I kind of already gave away already. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but uh, you'll see it. So that's going to be a different I'm artist. Imagining what it is right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's been well used, but um, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so, but they have been doing it and, uh, but I'm going to have you somebody else for this. Just, just like you said, just to kind of change it up a little bit yeah, with uh, Shore detective. They did the covers um, for the, regular but the variant was done by the guy that's going to do um the variant for my for my alpha dog so cool. i changed i wanted for the cover for dime store detective i wanted to have that look of the old dime store novels the pulp right. novels if you, you'll see it on the kickstarter it's the it's a i don't know which cover i like the best to be quite honest it's got the blue cover that's the variant and it very much looks he did a great job having it have that look of those old pulp uh and dime dime store novels you nailed it right there it's exactly like you're you're taking something for a good reading trip a road trip or something like when you're camping or something like that like something that you just can't stop burning through that's exactly yeah, what yeah, these yeah. covers look like it's it's great All yeah right. yeah they are they're awesome i can't wait to get my hands on it so dime store detective guys check it out right now we'll have the kickstarter in the description including we're also going to have all the links to uh, all the social media so you guys can follow up when alpha dogs come out october 1st for that one but first go over and check out dime store detective john thank you so much for joining me today man I appreciate it. If you missed out on it, uh, Epidogs 1 and 2, it's an add-on for Dime Store Detective, so you oh, can perfect. grab that. That's yeah, the way to do it. Yeah, an add-on. All right. Check it out, guys. I'll make sure to link off to everything. Um, yeah, you've already got a lot of stuff on that page, too, so it's pretty cool to look over. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.